0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our evening services today. I hope that everyone had a wonderful afternoon. Uh, Enjoyed time with family, got a chance to stretch your legs a little bit, and be thankful of how God is blessing us each and every day of our lives. Today, as we start our lesson, our service, that is, uh, we want to start at John 3.16. John 3.16 God's love of us can't be communicated any clearer than this. I know there are many places we can look in the word of God and we can see the love of God. Um, but I think back on, on John three sixteen, and I think back when I was a little kid, back in the days when we were actually allowed to do uh, Bible verses in school. And I remember every Monday morning, the kids had to recite a Bible verse. And I heard this one a lot. I heard this one a lot, John 3.16. So the Bible reads, at John 3.16, uh, first of all, again, welcome everyone to our services today, those who are here in person, as well as those who are visiting with us via the Internet. So one, thank you, God, for this wonderful opportunity we have to be close yet distant. John 3.16, the Bible reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Why? Why? because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light is coming to the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed." But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Let us pray. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we pray that we will indeed live our life in such a way that we are indeed walking in the light. Father, let us not be afraid of the light. And let us not be afraid of you in the sense that we are so fearful that we're saying we can't worship you because that is not true. Yes, you are an awesome God. Yes, you are a fearful God. Yes. But there is love that comes from you, Father, that helps us understand that everything that you have done for us, you've done for our benefit You've done out of love for us. You've done out of care for us. And Father, you taught us how to treat one another the same way, where we can love one another, we can care for one another, we can encourage one another. But Heavenly Father, with that also comes correction. Sometimes we have to correct one another. And Father, we pray when those times come, just like when you are correcting us, Father, we are open-minded to that correction and that, that instruction so that we can better serve you and better live our lives as children of God. Father, we are so blessed to be here today. We are so blessed to know that you are our God. We are so blessed to know that Christ Jesus is our Savior. We are so blessed to know that each and every day of our lives, the Holy Spirit is there guiding us and leading us. Father, may this service today bring glory, honor, and praise unto you. Father, these things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen.
1: First song is number six twenty two six twenty-two. Six twenty-two. Tell me the story of Jesus. We have it. Let us sing. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious Sweetest that ever was heard Tell how the angels in chorus Sang as they welcomed his birth Glory to God in the highest Then good tidings on earth Tell me the story of Jesus Write on my heart every word Tell me the story most precious Sweetest that ever was heard Fasting along in the desert, tell of the days that are past, how for our sins he was tempted, yet was triumphant at last. Tell of the years of his life. Tell of the sorrow he bore. He was despised and afflicted, Homeless, rejected, and poor. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word Tell me the story most precious Sweetest that ever was heard Tell of the cross where they nailed him Writing in anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they laid him. Tell how he liveth again. Love in that story so tender. Clearer than ever I see. Stay. Let me weep while you whisper. Love paid the ransom for me. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell the story most precious sweetest that ever was heard Amen. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Number 680. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. If we have it, let us sing. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus Singing, no, not one, no, not one None else could heal all our souls' diseases Singing, no, not one, keep singing, no, not one Jesus knows all about our struggle. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Singing, no, not one. Keep singing, no, not one. No friend like him is so high and holy. Singing, no, not, keep singing, no, not one. And yet no friend is so meek and lowly, singing, no, not, keep singing, no, not one. I'm telling you, Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus singing, no, not, w-. keep singing, no, not one. There's not an hour that he is not near us singing, no, keep singing, no, not one. No night so dark, but his love can't click us dear. no night Keep singing no night Don't you know that Jesus knows all about our struggles He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus singing, do not, keep singing, do not one. Amen. Our song before the lesson will be, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, number 730, after which our brother Tony Cloud will come and give us God's word, a piece of God's word. That we can take home with us and hopefully nourish it and, 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 and chew on that and, and digest it for the week. And it may help us to stay firm and strong in his word and continue in the study of his word throughout the week. What a friend we have in Jesus. Sorry, let me, let me give the song of invitation. The song of invitation is, there's a fountain free, number 655. That will be the invitation song. What a friend we have in Jesus. If we have it, let us sing. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. We think to God in prayer, oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry air think to God in prayer? Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Get to the Lord in prayer can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share Jesus knows our every weakness take it to the Lord in prayer Laid on with a load of care Precious Savior still my refuge Take it to the Lord in prayer Do thy friends despise Forsake thee Take it to the Lord in prayer, in his arms he'll take and shield us, thou will find a solace there.
2: Well, Brother James has done something that we haven't um, maybe have had happen in a while. Uh, he kind of predated himself. Uh, he has about four generations saying, you used to do what in school? Read the Bible? <laughs> in front of the whole class? <laughs> I had to think back. I was like, wait a minute, James is not that old. Let me think, Brother James, Brother James. <laughs> Welcome, church, to worship this evening. We praise our God. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you for your love and mercy, and for your care. Thank you for your amazing creation, for we can look to the heavens and see your glory, Lord God, as the heavens declare your holy and divine name. Help us, Lord God, to be submissive to you, to honor you in all things, and to keep you first in all things that we say and do. And Lord God, please bless us as your children to have grown stronger this day, whether we were or have been in the past, that Tomorrow, Lord God, and through the remainder of this day, we might be able to have the strength to fight against temptation, to fight against the wiles of the devil, and to stay faithful and true to you. These things we ask and pray and thank you for. In that wonderful name of Jesus Christ, it be that will. Amen. We are continuing with that great and positive, uh, look, uh, at life from nature, or the idea of what if, what if we could see things as, as nature itself. You think about a good pet a good pet is uh, honest and, uh, if you will, um, extremely loyal and faithful to their master, right? Matthew 6, 24. if we could be like a good pet, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will hold to the one and despise the other, but no one can serve both God and mammon. We too must be loyal to uh, our master whom it is that we serve. Be like a rock. How about looking at life? From a rock. A rock is is solid. You can um, you can throw it. We're going to Psalm eighteen. Uh, you can build with it. You can do everything. You can you could toss it. You can kick it. <laughs> Regardless, in the end, it is still a rock, right? And we ought to be like like a rock, if you will, in our service to God, and be constantly and consistently the same in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, Psalm eighteen. Beginning at verse one, the Bible says, I love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I am saved from my enemies. You might say, please turn to Ephesians chapter two, and you might say, well, uh, preacher, Jesus is the rock, and there is no question about that. You are right that Jesus is the rock, but we too are rocks. And I want us to take a look at the, the church as is built, and the beauty, and the beauty of its foundation, and the beauty of perfection. Ephesians two verse nineteen. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. 1 Peter, please, chapter 2. 1 Peter, chapter 2. So we're being built up in God, and then as we're being built up, look at what God is consistently turning us into. He's also turning us into rocks. So, 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 5, verse 1, rather. We'll start uh, there. The Bible says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all gull, and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word, that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, And coming to him as to a living stone rejected by men, but choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, what God is asking us, Luke chapter 6 please, what God is asking us to do is to become solid like, like a rock. Not wavering in our faith, remaining true to our master, to the only creator of the heavens and the earth. Things that are seen and things that are not seen. In Luke chapter 6, in verse 45, the Bible says, The good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasures of his full heart brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills the heart. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts upon them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation upon the rock. And when the flood arose and the torrent burst against that house, it could not shake it because it had been well built, because it was built upon the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, We, the church, are built upon a solid foundation, and we are to be rocks, to be tossed and turned, to be tempted and tried, but in the end, to remain true and holy to God as his children, as his beloved people, as Christians, children of God. Turn to Isaiah, please, chapter 55. You know, something that's, uh, well, today we've had rain, and so maybe it's fitting uh, to think about, but... To be like water in a sense. To be like rain. Soothing, fulfilling. It serves its purpose. To serve our purpose in life. Sometimes you can talk to Christian folk and ask them, do you realize or know your purpose in life? What's your purpose? You know, And usually people will answer, outside of Christ, it's all about me. But in Christ, as we grow in our faith, we realize that our purpose in life is not about me. It's about Christ. And then secondly, it's about the other person. And then thirdly, it's about me, right? And so what is my purpose in life? To be like rain, to serve our purpose in life. Isaiah 55 and verse 10. The Bible says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire, without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. And what Jesus does is he sends his word through us, his ambassadors, his teachers. We go out and we spread the message of Jesus to a lost and dying world, right? Proverbs chapter 10. What do you have to say to your neighbors, to the world, as you confront them? What Jesus message do you have to give them, to offer to them, to encourage them, to be, if you will, better than they have been in the past, to surrender their lives unto Jesus? Without the rain, the earth would be a desert. With the rain, how beautiful, how beautiful the outcome is. Proverbs 10, when we speak, we speak with a desire to feed people spiritually. That's how it should be. You know, speaking as the oracles of God, First Peter four eleven. speaking with the desire to feed people, feed them spiritually so that they may grow or surrender to our Lord. Proverbs 10 and verse 21, there the Bible says, The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of understanding. Our mouths are supposed to feed people. When we speak, we are feeding people. Are you feeding people? Deuteronomy, please, chapter 32. Do you see the opportunity that is before you that as you proclaim the message of God to other people, to a lost and dying world, that you could feed them with amazing spiritual understandings that they may grow in understanding the concepts of Jesus Christ and Christianity? Verse 1 of Deuteronomy 32. Give ear, O heavens, and let me speak. And let the ear, the earth hear the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distilled as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteousness, and upright is he. When people uh, echo to you, uh, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, that uh, we, we're tired of this injustice on the earth. We're tired of of seeing what we see. We're tired of people hurting and injuring other people. And they start talking about being tired. Feed them Jesus. Feed them the rock. Tell them about how great our God is, that there's no injustice in him. Speak as if You had inside of you, which we do, the very oracles and utterances of God. First Peter 4 and verse 11, the Bible says, well, whoever speaks, let him speak as it were the utterances of God. Whoever serves, let him do so as by the strength which God supplies so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so our speech is bringing glory and honor to God, and we are lifting Jesus up and helping the world, if you will, to be a better place by the things that we utter from our mouths. Colossians, please, chapter 4 and the verse 6. We need to use words that feed people spiritually. When we use words that degrade and words that destroy, it doesn't help. But rather to feed people, to see And understand the greatness of our God. Verse 6. Let your speech always be with grace. seasoned, as it were, with salt. So that you may know how you should respond to each person. To be like the rain. To be like water. John chapter 4. To be like water. Water uh, is good and transparent. An oasis of water um, takes care of the thirsty. Rivers are always moving and bringing oxygen uh, to us, flowing in a positive direction. So be a positive thinker, like the flowings, if you will, of the river, to move always in a positive direction, to be able to see that God's going to make even my wrong decisions. He's going to turn them out into something according to his glory that is good. To move in a positive direction, evangelists, we present a message of Jesus that are, if you will, that brings or presents living waters to a lost and dying world. That's what Jesus did. In John 4 and verse 12, speaking to the woman at the well, she says, you are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drink of it himself? And his sons and his cattle. And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. And that message, it just was appalling to her and she just started thinking to herself, give me this water. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have the utterances of God, the words, to be able to excite the world so that they too might say, give me this water. Give me this water of life. Hebrews chapter 10. To refresh one another, to encourage one another, to lift up the spirits of the downtrodden, Every opportunity that's before us to be able to use words that, the words that Jesus himself would speak to us in building one another up. Now, Hebrews 10, in verse 22, we know from this morning, uh, the word of God is sharp as a two-edged sword. It cuts coming and going. You see, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, or 22 through 25, is both encouraging and it also cuts, right? Let's look at the encouraging side of Hebrews chapter 10 and Verse 22. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another And all the more, as you see the day drawing near, to be able to be in the presence of God and in the presence of brethren, not forsaking each other, but looking for every given moment and opportunity to lift someone up, to stimulate one another to love and to good deeds, to not allow that moment to slip by the opportunity to say, Brother, Sister, it's going to be all right. Or whatever I need for the day. Don't let that moment pass you by. And as we're in the presence and in the midst of one another and in the presence of God, what a great opportunity that we'll have, that we do have, to be able to do that very thing. Right? Turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. We're going to look down at verse 7. Looking at the opportunity to remind each other of this. Verse 7. Beloved, And send his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has beheld God at any time. And if we love one another, God abides in us. And in his love is perfected in us. I want you to think about something for just a moment. As, as we, as God's people, as we commune with each other, ask yourself this question. The words that I've spoken today the things that I've posted on the internet, social media and all that stuff, whatever I've done, have I done it in love? And if I haven't done it in love, if I have not considered my brother and the things that I've said or posted or whatever I've done today, if I have not considered the other person, then I'm proving myself to be the opposite of what God is. God is love. Do I consider other people? For example, right now we have to wear our mask, and uh, our masks ought to protect other people. And so may, I may, may be defiant and say, I don't want to wear my mask because of what? When they ask us to wear our mask to protect the other person, love is what compels me to wear my mask. What compels you to wear yours? Do I like it? Well, no, but you know, I've been in the military, and I've worn a whole lot worse than that, right? You put on mop level four. <laughs> Right? and you put on those gas masks, and you go out and you run through the field and fire your weapons and things else. Like so and that is not fun. I'm okay with this one, <laughs> right? But like Brother Lawrence said, my mask protects the other person, and so I enjoy the opportunity of protecting someone else. I don't want it to ever be said that it was because of a lack of love that someone else was sick because of me. Love. Right? I am considering, as you are, the other person. Remember love, and everything that we say, and everything that we do, it must be compelled by the love that we have for God. Be like water. Right? Something that nourishes other people, or other things, at all, in every time. Proverbs chapter 11, please, and verse 30. And then be like that tree. You know, that tree that's planted beside the good waters. The Bible says about this tree, uh, in verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. You see, when you have this good, beautiful, bearing tree, you bless other people, right? When what's inside of you is welling up into this fruit of the Spirit, when what's inside of you is welling up into this nourished, strong, and powerful tree that's blessed by God, you and I, we bless other people. And so everything that we do in this life as we look at nature and creation and hear God's word, we understand that our responsibility in Christ is to serve other people and bless other people. But for some reason, somehow, Satan's got a hold of us and all we think about is ourselves. God says, I want you to do better than that. I want you to think about someone else. Right? Jeremiah chapter 17, be like that tree that's bearing good fruit To bless others. And that's what a good fruit-bearing tree does. It blesses other people. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert. He will not see the when prosperity comes but will live in stony wastes in the wilderness a land of salt without inhabitant blessed is the man who trusts in the lord and whose trust is the lord for he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes but its leaves will be will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit Kind of like today. You know, here we are, if you will, if you're that, that tree that God asks us to be, you don't have anything to worry about. God's in control. We trust Him. We love Him. We depend upon Him. We're encouraged by Him. And we know that God is in complete and total control. Well, that's the attitude that we're supposed to display and demonstrate when we go out amongst people in the world. That we believe that God is in control. How much control? complete and total control. If you will, in Galatians, when you believe that, and when you demonstrate that, and when we speak in that way, when we think of the positives of life, the fruit that we bear is not just a beautiful fruit, but it's a fruit that people want. Right? And that's what we're supposed to be. The fruit of the Spirit. In verse 22, the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Notice the fruit of the Spirit. You, you know, someone says, well, you know, I, I know people in the world who love. That's right. In fact, almost all of humanity pretty much loves, whether it be someone or something. Even as, you know, you hate to mention the name, but even Hitler loved. He loved his, his, maybe he loved his wife, maybe he loved his child, he loved something. The difference is, the fruit of the Spirit is sanctified. See, it's a sanctified love. It's set apart. Let our love not be like, if you will, the love of the world where we're compelled to love out of selfishness, but rather let our love flourish as God's love for God so loved the world that he was willing to sacrifice whatever it took to save humanity. Let our love extend far beyond the world's comprehension so that they can see our love and say that love that you have is far different from any love that I've ever seen. Colossians, please, chapter three and verse 16 one of the things that we do in demonstrating our love is as we sing songs to God, All oh, we just let it out and let it flow, right? Richly in Christ. Verse 16 says, Let the uh, the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. There's something about love coupled with thankfulness. You always see the good. To always be able to see the good in all things. The good in all things. Here's a tree that is bearing fruit. Maybe it's not as much as you want, but thank God that it bears fruit. Here's an opportunity before me that I don't necessarily like, but I know that God is in it, and so I'm ready. I don't have to worry about the future because I know God's already in the future. I know God's already been a part of the past. I know that God is in my present I can live my life happy because of Jesus. Because of the great love of God. To be like water, to be transparent. Let people see your comfort. Let people see your love for Jesus and your love for humanity. Matthew chapter seven, please, and verse sixteen. To be like God, to look at life from uh, the very nature, if you will, of what He has made, to be like Jesus, to bear good fruit. For the rest of our entire lives. Good fruit. In our homes. With our families. In private with our God. And in the public. With the world. And with the church. Matthew 7 in verse 16. Everyone's bearing some kind of fruit. The Bible says. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes nor figs from thistles are they. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Tonight I asked the question, what type of fruit? are you bearing? What type of fruit are you bearing? When people, your neighbors in particular, people in our midst, people in our presence, when they see you, do they see Jesus? Because that's who they're supposed to see. Jesus Christ living in us. I encourage you tonight as we uh, consider living our lives for Jesus and as we think about our service to our Lord, I encourage you tonight to remain faithful and true to God from this point forward and to continue as you have in the past to honor our God, to think about things as best you can in a positive way in your service to the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. If we can help in any way, please let the church know.
1: There's a fountain, free tis for you and me. Let us haste, oh haste, to its brink. Tis a fountain of love from the source above, and He bids us all freely drink. Will you come To the fountain free Will you come Tis for you and me Thirsty soul Hear the welcome call Tis a fountain Open for all There's a living the crystal gleam from the thorn life, now it flows. <coughs> the waters roll, let the weary soul hear the call that forth freely goes. Now will you come to the fountain free? Will you come, tis for you and me, thirsty soul? Hear the welcome come. tis a fountain open for all. Now there's a living well, and its water swell, and eternal life. Give and we joyful sing every spring, oh spring, as we haste to drink and to live. Now will you come to the fountain free, will you come, tis for you and me. Thirsty soul, hear the welcome call. Tis a fountain open for all. Now there's a rock that's cleft and no soul is left that may not its pure water share. Tis for you and me. And it's dream I see. Let us hasten joyfully there. Now will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you and me. Thirsty soul. Hear the welcome call. Tis the fountain open for all. Amen. Thank you, Tony, for that lesson. As we prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper, we're going to turn to number 709. Tis midnight and on Olive's brow. After which, Brother Harris will come forward and give us the focus. If we have it, let us sing. Tis midnight and on Ali's brow The star is dim That lately shone Tis midnight In the garden now The suffering say your praise alone. Tis midnight, and from all his master's grief and tears. Tis midnight and four- Not forsaken by his God. Tis midnight and from other plains is born the song that
0: At this time in our service, we will focus our minds for partaking of the Lord's Supper for those who are joining us this evening. We're going to be reading from uh, John chapter 6, uh, starting at verse 31. The wonderful and amazing thing about the Word of God is this. That Word feeds us. That Word provides drink so that we're not thirsty. And that is amazing in itself, because sometimes we put so much stock in what human beings are capable of doing and forget about putting the stock where we need to put it, and that is what God is capable of doing. And that is what Christ Jesus is trying to help, not just those disciples in the first century, understand, but even us today, the disciples today. At John chapter 6, and verse 31, the Bible reads... he who comes down from heaven. That is Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Our blessed heavenly father, as we prepare to take of this emblem, the bread, which represents the body of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, let us be mindful of this wonderful blessing that we have, that in the word of God, it provides all that we need, the substance, everything. And if we truly believe this and accept it, how blessed we are. And Father, we ask that you bless this emblem as you have blessed us. These things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen. And as we continue in the book of uh, John chapter six at verse 35, the Bible reads verse 34. Then they said to him, "Sir, give us this bread always." Jesus said to them, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst." That I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my father, that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. Shall we pray? Our blessed heavenly father, we humbly bow before you father, ask him for the blood. The blood, I mean the fruit of the vine rather, because the fruit of the vine does truly indeed represent the blood of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. And Heavenly Father, we know that this blood covers a multitude of sins, especially our own. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing this emblem. These things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen. The Lord's Supper is concluded. At this time, we will say a prayer for the offering that we will receive today. Our blessed Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us with the means by which we can support our families. But also, Father, giving us a teaching that the first part of that always belongs to you. And Father, that which is collected today, Father, and during the week, we pray, Father, that that those who are contributing and doing so father cheerfully with purpose and being generous and father we also pray that Ken and I who are tasked with ministering and overseeing these funds father that we do so in a way that is pleasing in your sight always seeking our guidance and counsel from you heavenly father thank you for this wonderful gift and bless it please these things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus most holy name amen
1: A closing song is, There is much to do, Lord, send me. There is much to do, there is work on every hand. Hark, the cry for help comes ringing through the land. Jesus calls the reapers, I must active be. What will thou, O Master? Here am I, send me. Thank you, Tony, for a wonderful lesson, Brother Harris for the wonderful words, and uh, for communion, collection, and just the announcement this morning. What a wonderful song to leave on uh, our evening worship service. I pray that the words from our singing ring in your heart. Uh, Hear my Lord, send me this week. I pray that we all focus on how we can be servants to God as we go from week to week, be- before, uh, from service to service. Serving God in whatever capacity that we 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 can, and as Tony said in the lesson, let's do it with the ability that God gives us. That God in all things might be glorified. There's much to do. Let us sing. This is our close. After which we have our closing prayer and announcements. There is much to do. There's work on every hand. Hark! The cry bing, bing, bing through bing, through the land. Jesus calls the reapers, I must active be, what will thou, Master, here am I, send me, here am I, Lord, send me, here am I, ready at thy bidding, Lord, send me. There are hanging souls who cry aloud for bread With the bread of life they're longing to be fed Shall we starve the famished while we feast Is free I must more be faithful, here am I, send me Here am I, Lord send me Here am I, ready at thy bidding, Lord send me. There are souls who linger on the brink of woe, Lord I must not, cannot bear to let them go. Let me go and tell them, brothers turn and flee, Master I will save them, here am I, send me. Here am I, Lord send me. Here am I, ready at thy bidding, Lord send me.
0: Let us pray. A blessed, our loving Heavenly Father. How blessed we are today, Father, that we have been edified by your word both this morning and this evening. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for the power of it. How it can make us happy when we're feeling sad. How it can make us strong when we're feeling weak. How it can give us the sense of knowing, Father, that even in our weakest time, you are strong. And, Father, we thank you for that. Heavenly Father, we continue to hold up before you the congregation as a whole. As we are all looking forward to the day, Father, when we can unite again here in this building, Father, and worship you together versus uh, via the Internet. But, Father, we also want to continue to hold up to you, Father, specific individuals in the congregation. Father, we ask that you continue to be with Brother Larry and comfort him, Brother Chuck and comfort him, Sister Lillian, and Brother Ron as well, Sister Mabel. And Father, there are so many others that that we won't be able to name today, Father, but you know who they are. Father, we pray for all of our sick and our shut-in, Father, that, that they can be comforted by you, Father, and they allow you to comfort them this day. Father, as we Go out into the world the rest of this week, Father. May we indeed allow Christ Jesus, you, and the Holy Spirit to be seen in us in everything that we do and everything that we say. Let us have a love for ourselves, Father, but let let us understand that loving ourselves last does not mean we don't love ourselves, but we need to have the priority in order. That is first our love of you, then the love of our fellow man, and the love of ourselves. But, Father, help us understand this, too, Father, that if we have trouble loving ourselves, it also means we have trouble loving you. We have trouble loving our fellow man. And let that never be said of anyone who calls himself a child of God. Father, thank you for loving us and blessing us this day. These things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen. And as far as other announcements, um, Ken and I will be meeting again this Tuesday actually to continue our discussion on how we can get to the point of having to build an open again for worship services so pray with us as we um as we are doing this that uh that we will definitely take everything in, into consideration let that love for the congregation shine as we talk because as tony said the last thing we want to do is do anything to cause Anyone to become ill in this congregation, be it here in worship service, be it with the youth and the activities that they're doing, anything that we do here, the elders feel that we do have a responsibility for this congregation, and we take this responsibility very seriously. So so please pray with us as we are we're doing these talks. We want to thank Brother Bo for joining us today to uh to make this happen via the internet. Tony thanks for another marvelous lesson. Brother John, you you coming in to sing every week for us, and Brother Pat. Uh Sister Judy and what you're doing. Randall, thanks for being with us and that smile. <laughs> you all have a wonderful day and we look forward to seeing you Wednesday night when we come together for the Bible lesson. Thank you.